Hi, thanks for being brave and coming out tonight. And uh, Tabitha and Genevieve, thank you. Um, even if I weren't up here yammering on tonight, I think we would have been with the Lord just from your worship. So thank you. It's good. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we got a lot of sick people in our community tonight. So when you play, please remember um, all of those who aren't here, all of those with kids that are at home sick, and people who are tired and frustrated because there's a lot of that too. Um, pray for one another. All right. So we've got a really huge topic and a very large piece of scripture to cover tonight. Um, and I don't do slides, so we're going to look at the Celtic knot because that's really pretty. And um, we've got to somehow get through all of this in about 25 or 30 minutes. Um, I've never done an hour. I don't know how people do an hour. So we're not going to do an hour. Um, we're going to study, uh, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. And we're going to talk about how this applies to what's going to start on Wednesday. As the Orthodox call it, the Great Lent. All right, um, this is from the ESV, I believe. Uh, Matthew 6, 1 through 18. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be secret, and your Father in heaven, who sees what is in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father in heaven knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come, may your will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. Give us today the bread that we need today, as you have forgiven us, so let us forgive others. And do not lead us into great trial, but rescue us from evil. For if you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your sins. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces and their, so that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, They've already received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head with oil and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. Now, starting this week, depending on which camp of the faith that you fall in, um, Christians around the world will begin the celebration of Lent. Um, 
I was really encouraged this morning that I saw um, a guy I knew in high, well, I think I knew him in high school. I don't know that I knew him in high school. He friended me on Facebook a few years ago, and he's the pastor of a Baptist church in North Texas. And they're celebrating Lent this year. And I thought that was really cool because I grew up in Baptist Texas. And if you said the word Lent, they were going to throw things at you. You just didn't do that because that was Catholic. Um, So that was cool. I I think more and more Protestant groups are starting to see the value in it. Uh, And it's really quite simple. I know that there's a lot of baggage that comes with when you say Lent, you picture, you know, filet of fish on Fridays, but you can't eat meat. And that you're somehow purifying yourself, you're making penance for yourself before the Lord, and that you're actually earning something. That's not true. There's, there's, that's just not true. You can't earn anything. You can't gain anything. You can't do anything. Um, a popular sentiment for Christians to say is, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. But the truth is, is that you are the righteousness of God in Jesus. The Bible says so much about what the bride of Christ is. How could you possibly improve upon that by doing prayers? That being said, um, devotion to God, a season, a set-aside season for prayer and devotion uh, is certainly a biblical idea. Um, Devotion to the Lord, even following set prayers, something that further draws you into the person of God and allows him to be seen through you. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, Lent, uh, if you are Catholic, if you are Orthodox, Lutheran, um, and I call this canonical, if you, if you belong to a community that you have made a vow to enter in, um, if that is you, um, if you're listening to this podcast and that's you as well, then Do it with your community. You have said that you are a part of this community. Do it as your community is doing it because that's where unity is and that's where community is is forged. For the rest of us, um, and I kind of put this together with with the tagline of Lent for those on the outer perimeter of the kingdom Um, because I'm wearing it. Um, These are just a few things, a few ideas that I have put together over the last 15 years of celebrating Lent myself that I have found truly meaningful and that have just made tremendous difference for me. And I wanted to really wanted to share them with people because I want you guys to see God in some incredible new ways. Um, and this is the season to do it. This is the time. Um, so with all of that in mind, Matthew 6 is a perfect place to start because it talks about um, the three things that are most important during Lent, uh, giving, fasting, and prayer. I'm not going to focus on the giving part tonight, um, just fasting and prayer. Um, So as we go into the Gospel of Matthew, I want to say a couple of comments about it before we go into it, you know, context. Uh, The Gospels, particularly the Gospel of Matthew, Uh, portray Jesus as the fulfillment of a lot of things. Matthew particularly, with its emphasis on on, uh, the Jewish culture and the the Hebrew mindset, Matthew is telling the story of Jesus as the fulfilled and complete 
Moses. Everything about Moses and the law, the Torah, the instruction, everything is coming to fulfillment in this person of Jesus. Um, God has come to be with his people. The king has come. This is the story of Matthew. Um, in Matthew 5, when, when we get to uh, the introduction of this big block of scripture, it's typically called the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew is portraying Jesus as on top of a mountain and he comes down and sits down to teach the people. He is very intentionally paralleling Moses here. Moses coming down off of the mountain with the instruction, the Torah, for the people. Everything that Jesus does in Matthew's gospel is going to parallel to this. So when Jesus starts talking, the people that are hearing him know exactly what he's referring to. And it's going to be back to Moses. It's going to be back to God's instruction. Does that make sense? Um, so we get down to uh, 5.1. We've got to that. Um, so the this passage of scripture, it actually runs chapter 5 through 7. Jesus begins with, you know, these opposites. Um, you have heard it this way, but I tell you this. Um, he's kind of going like you have heard it said, you have heard it taught. Um, and it's kind of a challenge to the religious order in his day. I'm not trying to come out with a viva revolution with this, but um, that is kind of what he's doing. He's like, you have heard it, you are hearing it taught like this, but I'm telling you this. I'm going back to the spirit by which this was said. What was actually meant when I gave this teaching. All right. So we get finally into chapter 6. And what you see right out of the gate about fasting, about all of these acts of righteousness, does anybody remember? Right out of the gate. If you do these things in order to be seen by people, you have no reward. Um, and this obviously is referring to the, the guys with the long tassels who are praying loudly and throwing their coins in this giant horn that makes a lot of noise when they send their coins flying down, which, you know, when the widow came along with her two mites, it just barely made any sound. And, um, so he's addressing this. Be aware that all of these things that I'm going to tell you, you do to your Father in heaven. Uh, that is repeated again in verses 1, verses 4, verse 8, and verse 18. There's a pattern here. Um, the moment that as you're going into Lent, it's a really, really popular thing I've seen over the last years to throw up on the first day of Lent. Hey, I'm doing the thing this year. Um, I'm having 40 days with Marie Kondo this year. I'm not eating tacos for 40 days. Whatever it is, the moment that it goes out of your mouth and onto the social media or outside of the people that you're sharing your life with, everything else is a waste of time. You may as well not even do it because you already have your reward in full every time you get one of those little blue thingies or the hearts. Um... So that's right out of the gate. This is something that is family business. 
Uh, and as we talked yesterday, yesterday a bunch of us gathered together um, to talk in very specific things about celebrating Lent. And one of the things we talked about is you don't have to go it alone. Um, if you're taking a fast, you don't have to go it alone, but you don't have to tell anybody either. Let's say that this group over here, you guys, we're all going to do the fast together, but we're all going to choose different things to fast. I don't have to tell them that I'm giving up tacos. I'm not giving up tacos. I don't have to tell them that for me to call them and say, I am struggling. I am discouraged. Please pray for me. Um, does that make sense? You can always call somebody and say, help me, brother, sister. I'm, I'm struggling. And that doesn't violate um, keeping things secret to your father. Um, this, um, this is the pattern and this is the, uh, biblical pattern for fasting and prayer. And, um, you already are the people of God. So we come to prayer and like I said, we're going to jump around. We're going to jump over giving. And so the Lord comes to the part about praying and I'm going to go back and read that again. And when you pray, you must not pray like the hypocrites. What he's talking here to the people of God, and this is what I want you to remember too, is that you are the people of God. Um, Jesus is talking to the people of God. And he doesn't say, you lot out there, um, you lot, you, you know, when you pray, you better pray this way, or God is so much removed, Blah, blah, blah. He's saying, you people. And then he says, when you pray to the Lord, when you pray to God who is in secret, pray to our Father. Um, and this is a very, very profound thing. He's saying, our Father. This is Jesus identifying himself with his brethren. He is truly being Emmanuel, God among us. So when you pray, pray this way. So when you're praying... Um, when you're taking on your fasting and you're praying during Lent, um, I'm going to put up some prayers on the Scum of the Earth community page um, and explain what they are um, and encourage you all to, to seriously consider over the next couple of days taking on a rule of prayer. And what I mean by that is you're going to pray this one in the morning, uh, you will pray this one throughout the day, and you'll pray this one through the evening. It's very, very simple. Um, don't be afraid of it like you're playing some ritual prayers, like you're doing vain repetitions. Um, it's just talking to your father. And these are things that have been done for a couple of thousand years. And I want you to feel courage in doing that. The last thing that I would like you to understand about going into a season of Lent is that you don't have to do it. And I think we've talked about that before. Um, it's not something that you must do. Don't feel any condemnation if you don't want to do it. Or if you get halfway through it and think, I just can't do it. This is causing more harm than it is help. It's okay. There is no condemnation here. Um, one of the notes I have here, fasting according to the scripture is a spiritual matter. And for the purpose of making clear your utter dependence upon the Lord, period. Um, 
I'm sorry, I'm very scattered tonight. Please excuse me. Fasting for 40 days uh, before Easter is the traditional way. We were talking yesterday about the number 40, uh, along with the numbers in 7 and 3. In Scripture, there are certain numbers that keep showing up again. There were 40 years in the wilderness um, of the Israelites in total dependence upon God. Um, there were 40 year, 40 days in the ark, total dependence upon God. Christ in the wilderness, 40 days, total dependence upon God. And the 40 comes right before a renewal every time, 40 years before they could cross in the promised land, 40 days before you could land and receive the covenant, 40 days before Christ began his ministry. There's a, there's a pattern here that those who have gone before us have set in order um, in observing 40 days um, before we celebrate the resurrection. We look forward to ourselves being transformed. Um, so embrace it. I encourage you. The bottom line then, there is beginning in a couple of days a time of fasting and prayer that is recognized and agreed upon by Christian communities literally around the world and across the ages. While there is some liberty in the particulars, um, and by by that I mean we don't all have to give up beef, we don't all have to give up this and that. Um, I looked up fasting in the Strong's, in the Strong's um, concordance thing, and it said fasting, if it's for one day, for one thing, it's the giving up of food. But if it's for a extended time, uh, for a certain period, then it's either giving up sustenance or giving up something that is nourishing to yourself. Um, so in this case, if you want to give up, I don't know, I'm, I'm just throwing stuff out. You want to give up music. You want to give up social media. You want to give up alcohol. You want to give up burgers or tacos or whatever. Whatever it is that you're giving up to the Lord There is freedom to do that. There's no right or wrong way of doing this. But do it unto the Lord. Um, The not so funny part is. Now that we have looked at the scriptures together. uh, And I hope you will go back and reread that. That part. Um, Those listening to the podcast as well. Having looked at the scriptures together, it kind of leaves us on the hook a little bit. Um, We have the freedom to do it. We have the freedom to not do it. We have the freedom to fast and pray. We have the freedom not to fast and pray. Um, And we don't lose anything because as Christian people, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are under no mandate to do this, but, and there's always a but, If you choose to do it, I think, um, because I've done it, I think that the chance to build community around something like this um, is enormous. As a Christian community, then, think about it. As as Scum of the Earth Church community, um, would we be willing to all enter into this season together? Would we be all willing to say some of the same prayers together and would we be willing to be vulnerable enough vulnerable enough to reach out to somebody and say hey man I'm struggling with this 
I want to do what the Lord is calling me to do, but it's hard. And when you do it right, it is hard. And that's why we need each other. And so the challenge I have is, as a Christian community, will we choose to deepen our bonds of fellowship with each other by walking together as one through a season of fasting and prayer? Will we be there for our brothers and sisters to hold them up in prayer and encouragement as they do the same for you? Can we do that? Can we dare to imagine what our community will be like when, as one people, we have struggled together under a common purpose to affirm our dependence upon the Lord? Millions of communities around the world are about to do this very thing. Can we be one of them? Um, we've made it through the transition. We've made it through the transition of us seeing Mike, the founder, go, and we're still here. Um, let's take this next step and deepen our bonds together, and let's be here for a long time to come. I think that this is one of the ways that we can do it. Um, As long as we come together every week and we worship together and we do this together. Is that going to fall? No. Okay. Um, We're going to do communion a little bit different tonight. and We've done it this way before. Um, There's so few. Do we still need two stations or can we do it with one? Let's try it with one. Um, we're going to serve each other tonight. Just kind of as a symbol of that we are one people and that we are one community. Um, It will start, I'll hold it up, and will you come up? We will serve each other, and then we will just pass it around, and it'll go from there. Now, as regard to the Eucharist, the thank offering, we give thanks like this. First for the cup, we give thanks to you, O Father, our Father, for the holy vine of David, your servant, which you have made known to us through Jesus, your Son. To him be the glory forever and ever. For the broken bread, we give thanks to you, our Father, for life and knowledge, which you have made known to us through Jesus, your Son. To him be the glory forever and ever. And as this bread was broken and scattered upon the mountains and brought together and became one, so let your church be gathered together from the ends of the earth into your kingdom. For yours is the glory and the power through Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. Holy things are for holy people. Come and partake.